how innocent, man, when you're a little kid and how sweet it was not to worry about all the politics of Christmas, but, man, you just get that gift. In fact, what will happen for you, all right, is down the road, all right, all of a sudden you'll have your own family and you'll have a kid. I remember Nathaniel when he was born. When he was one year old, I bought him 17 presents for $17. And he loved every one of them. He didn't care about what the present was. When he was one, he just wanted to open the gifts. And then later on, when he was five, I've got, I got 15 presents one time for $25. And that was the greatest Christmas ever because he's opening 15 presents. That's great. And now he wants one present for $1,250. <laughs> and it's like, come on. What happened to the days, man, when we get the Nerf gun? It was so simple. It was so innocent. You know, that's why I think about this time of year, is we're under so much pressure right now, all of us. I mean, it's finals week, come on. I know that's next week on the calendar, but let's be honest right now, it's finals week now. I mean, you've got work to do now. I saw people crying in Macon last night. It's like trying to figure things out and get this ready to go because this paper has to be turned in by Friday so they can say for the finals on Saturday and Sunday and take it on Monday. And it's like, what to do? And it's like the caffeine was just rolling. It was nonstop. This one bro had an IV set up straight up like to the, you know, the machine. It's like easy, easy on the caffeine, all right? Here's a little note from all the professors. Just knock out something every day. Don't try to do everything Saturday. All right, don't take the next couple days off and then all work it on Saturday. Every day do something, okay? Take your days and take morning, afternoon, and evening and schedule it out there. You're going to get something done all the time, okay? Not six papers on Saturday morning, all right? Don't do that. All right, just a little bit at a time. So when you get to Monday, you can still, like, breathe and you have a pulse, so we think about the, the pressure right now, but today I just wanted to mess with you on just one thing, just one idea here. Is there a possibility that we could kind of get back to being kids again? Could we have kid Christmas and just go back and forget all the big money items and just go back to that spot when, when we were just glad to get up in the morning and get downstairs and it's like be around the tree and it was just fun. It didn't matter, you know, it was like what the, the dollar amount was the presents were valued at. It was just good to open up gifts. And we loved it, the little things, the simple things. In fact, I'm kind of wondering right now, is there any way that we could go back and, and bring innocence back into Christmas? All right, bring innocence back into it. And so as I was messing around thinking about today, I told the band, it's like, let's sing a couple extra songs, and I'll be a little bit shorter. And let's just spend some time together just taking a breath, and it was around the scripture that a bunch of you already know. You probably have this in classes. You've had to memorize it, Pastor Kevin, down here. One of my friends, Kevin, right here, is now a, a pastor. He went online and got his ordination certificate for $3.85. That doesn't count, but whatever. I'm still calling you pastor, all right? And so we're messing around. He told me he had to memorize this for the class. You guys know this. Let me just take you back there. A group of people just like us have been suffering and suffering and suffering. But here we find hope. All right? Classic scripture reference. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Let me read it for you. This is what the Lord says. You, you'll be in Babylon for these 70 years. 
but then I will come for you. Wow. And all the good things I have promised, I will bring to you. I'll bring you, here's what's so crazy, I'll bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future, a hope. Right now, like you, I'm surrounded by some people who think about Christmas the exact opposite the way I just described it. The exact opposite. I mean, a healthy little kid, you know, will come down the stairs, all right, and they won't remember what they got last year, but there'll be kids who are hurt, who just want to simply forget. I mean, there'll be people that are, that are full of hope, and they anticipate and then there's going to be a group of people, maybe even you in this room, that just simply want to forget that Christmas isn't full of amazing memories. It's a disaster. In fact, I know there's some people in this room, this is the way I was, that when finals are over, it's almost disappointing because you have to go home. For me, this campus, it was like safe. It was amazing. It was where people cared about me, is where there was worship all the time. It was where there was acceptance, where I had friends. And going home was a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It was tough going home. I'd find excuses to come back early. I'd volunteer to do things just so I could get back to campus early and not be at home. A lot of people won't think about Christmas as this amazing time that they anticipate. Instead, they just want it to be over. Um, what about this innocence? And that's why I just want to say to you just three simple little things. I want you to first, as you go through this season, to revisit your history with God. In this simple passage that we all know about, these people have a very brutal history. They're enduring so much hardship and pain. However, in the midst of the hardship and the pain, in the midst of the stress, there's always this hope. There's always this hope. In fact, we read it over and over and over here. We see it in Jeremiah, but it's all through Scripture. There's this hope. I will be there for you. I'll bring you home. I'm there. There's things I have in store for you. There's this idea. This is what I love about Christmas. God literally looks at us and says, I've got an idea for you. I see something in you that's so amazing. I want this for you. You're going to have to process through some of this mess. You're going to have to work through some of this garbage. But I have an idea for you. I see something in you that's amazing. I want you to be able to see it. But for you to see what I see in you, you've got to trust me. You've got to trust me. It's tough for us. We're pretty smart. We're pretty amazing. We're very gifted and talented. It's really difficult for us as humans to put our complete faith and trust in him. In fact, I heard this this Sunday from my pastor. Pastor Dave said this Sunday, hey, it's Lord of all or it's Lord not at all. And he challenged us. He challenged us like this. He said, are you a group of people that have committed your, your lives to God, but you practically are atheist. You live your life outside his power, his will. You're in control and he's not. 
I'm going to be straight with you guys. There is a lot of conviction going on right here. There's a lot of people in that room Sunday morning. I don't know what was going on everywhere else, but I'm telling you right now, that was messing with me because I'm really good at embracing his love and asking for his help and saying, Lord, please do this in my life and I need this, help me here. And then when that's taken care of and when that's covered, going back to trying to manage it on my own, to make it on my own, that is not what he's talking about here. Is he Lord of all? That's a big question. When I revisit my history with God, even thinking about this message, it's pretty amazing. My history of God is like this, of him constantly loving, being, and redeeming me. That's my history with God. The other thing I see is this. Recall your innocence. Recall the innocent part. Is it possible we could do that? Is it possible for a minute, like even today, you could go back and reflect on what it was like? Do you remember the time that, that you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? Do you remember the time that you were like praying with somebody? Do you remember the time that you went to an altar or prayed with a friend? Do you remember that moment, that innocence? Go back now in this time that we have. Take a moment before you head home to kind of reminisce about innocence, what it was like when you're just a little kid, and to know that you got a hug and a simple present was good enough. In fact, it was everything. Are we at a point right now that our Christianity is like, hey, God, give us an $1,800 present or we don't want anything for Christmas? I mean, that's what I need. I needed that computer. I want that one with that stuff on it. That's what I need. If I don't get that, you're not meeting my needs. I don't think that's very innocent. That might be the exact opposite, and we all know what that is. So the tendency for us, I, I apologize, the tendency for me is to be arrogant, to be arrogant about it. God, give me the big thing. Please go back and think about the innocence. Why is it when we study the synoptics, why is it when we go deeper and deeper in scripture, we see Jesus constantly imploring people, telling them, look it, go back like a child. I, I want people like to be like a child. Don't let the children come to me. In front of the disciples, in front of the masses, he always embraced the children. Why? Because he wanted the innocence. I think we can still have it. I don't care how young you are or how old you are, we can still have the innocence. It doesn't matter what you've struggled through. In fact, I see it right here in Jeremiah. Even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you can still maintain that innocence because at the center of your pain is Jesus Christ. And that's what enables us to stay like a little kid. And then the last thing is this. Don't ever forget who's in control. Don't ever forget that he has it. I mean, he has it. It's like that game. I know Steph Curry's really good, all right? I know there's some great players out there that at the end of the game comes and they throw that person the ball, they've got it. All the Colts around here are really, really sad about this because if they're playing the Patriots and Tom Brady has the ball at the end of the game, it's a sadness because you know what's going to happen. So we think about control that way. Don't think about it like that. Think about it like this. Who literally has you?
the parts of you that nobody sees, the parts of you that you keep back from everybody else, the part of you that hurts, the part of you that bleeds, who has you there? Who has you in that moment? That's who you give control to. For me, I found that person in Jesus Christ. And no matter what I'm processing through or what time I'm processing it, no matter what season of the year it is, I have to constantly go back. And here's the kicker. Release control. Put it back in his hands. I don't want to claim him as Lord and Savior and deny him as my leader. I do not want to claim him as Lord and Savior of my life in this room and deny his leadership in me when I walk out that door. I want him to be Lord of all. So here we are, and it's Christmas time. I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch the Grinch. I'm going to watch Frosty the Snow Bro or Snowman. Sorry about that. I'm going to watch Rudolph, Yukon Cornelius. It's a cool guy. I like him. Cool mustache. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to become more innocent this year. I'm going to become more innocent. I'm going to revisit my history. I'm going to recall my innocence. And I'm going to make sure that he's in control. Look, it's time to go. Let me say this to you really quick. Find that even on this campus before you leave. As I pray for you, I have one closing thought. Take a long look at Wilbur Williams. I can't help it, but if you look at him from a side view, that's Santa. <laughs> Just look at him for a second. I mean, imagine the beard because it will grow magically, all right? That bro's coming to your house. You might have him in class, but you, you pay attention. Father, thank you for today. We love you. And we can give you control. In your name we pray. Amen. Get out of here.